Welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and your host for this podcast series. This is episode 11 of Astrology Bites. If you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. With each episode of Astrology Bites, you get a bite-sized astrology lesson that's right around 15 minutes or less. It's super short and sweet. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. All right, let's get into today's episode. Now today, we're going to be talking about my favorite planet in the universe. Uh, we're talking about Saturn, and I brought in Emily Heather of the Voluptuous Witch again to share her wisdom. Hello, Emily. Welcome back. Hi, Teresa. So happy to be back. and so excited to talk about Saturn this time. Very different topic than Venus. <laughs> yeah, our last episode, we're talking all about love and compatibility and romance and that good stuff. And Saturn is one of those planets that gets such a bad rap in the Zodiac. And I, I have to say, I've, I've got a thing for underdogs, so of course I love Saturn. And I would love it if you would explain what Saturn is all about and why maybe Saturn's not such a bad guy after all. Hmm. Great question. Yeah, I mean, Saturn is like, we need Saturn. At the end of the day, we need Saturn. And I have to say, in typical Saturn fashion, as I get older, as I age, right, Saturn is very time-based and very about actual maturity and experience and what we have really earned and what we have really done, right? So it's like wisdom and knowledge and expertise and um, stability earned through work and earned through time. And so in keeping with that, I noticed that as I got older, I have a greater and greater appreciation for Saturn and for understanding the value of that, the value of the things that Saturn offers. And um, I would say that some of that is about, it is about hard work. Um, it is about discipline. And I think it's a lot about boundaries. I keep kind of deepening into that being part of my understanding of Saturn of like, oh, this is about boundaries. And so sometimes we don't like boundaries. Sometimes uh -huh. we don't like, <laughs> we don't like limits or we feel that, you know, limits and boundaries and obstacles are like in our way. And it's not that they aren't, I mean, they might very well be in our way and things do happen in life that are hard or challenging. And I'm not minimizing that. But I do think there's also this piece of where boundaries can make us more free. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when we have structure and we have some limits, that's when a lot of like growth can happen. Um, and we can actually end up channeling our magic even more. So that's kind of the essence of what I, what I personally, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts too, because I know that you, that you love Saturn and I, I just love hearing other people's, uh, I mean, I'd love to hear your perspective. Um, but I, that's for me a big part of the magic of Saturn is like, yeah, maybe we want the like healing and mystical experiences of Neptune or, um, these types of things, but it's like without the container, without the structure mm -hmm. and the solidity that Saturn brings, it's like all that stuff's just kind of going to flood us and wipe us out. So we sort of need that structure to, you know, really help us grow. I think what are, what are your, well, I'm curious, what do you think is so good about Saturn? Well, first of all, I totally agree with everything you said. And um, I think Saturn is so, so bloody important. 
Mm. And the reason why, when I look at a chart, everybody always wants to, like you said, they want to hear about Neptune. They want to hear about the good stuff. It's the same like when people work with chakras. They all want to get to the third eye. Nobody (laughs) wants to go to the root, right? Who wants to hang out there? We want to go to the biggest, highest chakras. And it's the same with our charts. We want to hear the good stuff. We want to hear about the romance, the sex, where we're talented. Everybody Mm. loves that. And Saturn, (laughs) Saturn shows, you know, where you need to work. It shows this is where you need to do some work. And I think that is so important because when you understand where you need to work, where you've got a problem in your chart, to Mm. me that is so much more important than the good stuff because once you start working on the problem and healing with it and dealing with it, the rest of your life can become magical. Mm. And Saturn to me is all about personal responsibility, which I'm a huge fan of. So, you know, for, exi- for example, for me, Saturn's in the fifth house. Now, oftentimes that can indicate, you know, trouble around being a parent. And so I know, especially because of the background with what I grew up with, that I had to work really hard to be a good parent, that I need to make sure that I wasn't going to repeat, I like to say the sins of the parents, you know, rest in peace, mom and dad, but I wanted to make sure that when I raise my kids, they're going to have a different experience than the one that I had. And I was cognizant of it because I knew astrology. By the way, I always like to say astrology charts are like a little manual. So I knew I had to work hard to be a good parent. And I take parenting extremely seriously. And I got to say, I'm a darn good parent. My kids Mm. turned out fabulous. And more importantly, which is so, so vital to me, is the relationships that I have with my children is much different than the relationships I had with my parents. So that's how I really took that Saturn. So it's an example of, I didn't look at it like, oh, God, looks like you're going to be like Joan Crawford, which is what sometimes people interpret (laughs) about uh, Saturn in the fifth house. And my Saturn, Mm -hmm. by the way, is very negatively aspected. And so, you know, I've had people say, oh, my God, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not like that. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. I'm going to work on this and take it seriously and be a very mindful parent and do my best. So in my opinion, that's what I see it as. I see it as take responsibility here, work here. Don't worry about how badly this is aspected because you work here. Everything else gets magical. I I love this. I love everything about it. I love the theory of it. I feel like it's absolutely true. I think anyone could apply this and look at their Saturn through that lens and get use and goodness out of it. And I also love getting to hear the practical application. And it's like, and and just the, you know, that 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 was your experience and that you were able to take this thing because I had things like that in my chart too. I think actually a lot of us do who, who are um, very involved with astrology. Um, We have some of those things that when you, when you go back to like the old, very old texts and you're reading about them, you're like, Oh God, like Mm -hmm. sort of like doom, you know, like, Oh, well, like I'm doomed. And it's kind of frightening sometimes if you have a part of your chart where you have heard something like that about it and I love this example of Saturn in the fifth because you know the fifth house it's the kind of the perfect example actually even though I it's also your personal example but it's kind of perfect because the fifth house is so much about like it also is connected to this like kind of fun and juiciness and express expressiveness and um and it's interesting because Saturn is, you know, Saturn can be a little bit of a wet blanket, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of, 
we kind of have this feeling of like, oh, well, like, I don't want Saturn in my fun house. Like, that's not, that's no good. You know, like, why would I want that? And then here we have this like beautiful example of like how, well, actually by being so mindful and disciplined and hardworking kind of like in these areas, like, I bet you actually get a lot more out of those parts of life than a lot of people do. And the parenting piece of it is the perfect example of how that's true. But even just knowing you, all the creative work that you produce, Mm -hmm. everything you do, I mean, right, it's like, so yeah, I just love it. I just love the example of how it's like, yeah, that's a challenging placement. But like, actually, maybe if you had an easy placement there, like, who knows, you may have never paid attention to any of this stuff. And it's like, could have not been as great as it is because of how you responded to it. Right on. And, you know, I think here's the thing, you know, um, I always like to say there's no such thing as a bad astrology chart. There's no such thing as, oh, my God, you've got a terrible, you know, tarot reading either. Because all of this is showing energy. It's showing energy and how it's operating. And I think for us, this is, again, the personal responsibility, and I'm speaking like a total Saturn person here. When you know how energy is operating, you have a choice to show up one way or the other. And that's why I don't agree with the, with, you know, the astrology texts that say this is doom and gloom because it's all going to depend on what you do with it. You know, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, having an imperfect, you know, body. You can still dress it to make it look beautiful and you can love it and love it up and treat it well. I see astrology very much like that. So, Absolutely. let's talk about some of the areas that are ruled by Saturn and the planet that is, you know, connected with Saturn, just so people have that information in a nutshell. Oh, well, so, you know, Saturn, well, we happen to be in kind of an important Saturn time because Saturn recently in December went into Capricorn and Saturn ruled Capricorn. So, you know, we have Saturn right now in rulership, as we say, when the planet is very strong and it's, you know, in its own um, energy where it feels most comfortable and feels strongest. Sometimes it can be a little overexpressed in its own sign, and we can kind of talk about that too, right, because it's like Saturn at its most Saturn right now. Um, But so Saturn has very strong association with Capricorn. And Saturn, generally speaking, you know, fitting kind of with what we talked about, about structure and discipline and things of that nature, you know, Saturn rules the teeth and the bones and is associated with, you know, metals. And so it's really looking at like structure and alignment. And I always think of those things when I think of like, okay, how are we going to deal with Saturn? I think that's a very practical application of being like, well, I'm going to work on the structure. I'm going to make the budget. I'm going to lift weights and get myself stronger. I'm going to go to Pilates because that helps make my spine straighter. I'm going to make the dentist appointment and actually go to it. Like all these kinds of things that have those connections, then we can kind of apply apply some of those things to actually like, okay, then what, like, what do I do <laughs> type of uh-huh. thing? It's sort of, it's sort of how I think of it. Do you have things like that with Saturn that you sort of. Same do? thing. You know, yeah. I see it as the planet of rules hard work, responsibility. It also rules over government, um, government structures, you know, all those things that help our world run. So it's a pretty serious guy. And, you know, it's interesting because I find often people who have strong Saturn placements in their charts too, even though it's so serious, they tend to be the best comedians, like this really dry sense of humor. So Mm -hmm. I find that fascinating. It's, it's, It's still, you know, 
serious, but there's something about it that has its humor to it. So I, I kind of like that about it. That's definitely true. I actually really relate to that. Well, actually, it's funny. I won't call myself funny because when I, I don't know if I'm funny when I try to be funny, but I have a really good way of being accidentally funny. I make, <laughs> I make people <laughs> laugh a lot by accident. And I do kind of connect it to my Capricorn moon, which is a very serious moon and is Saturn ruled and is like supposed to, if you would read certain things about it, you would be like, oh, it's not funny at all. But mm-hmm. that's totally not true. Like I know so many Capricorn moons who are hilarious and people who have very strong Saturn placements who are. And I think part of that is like you have to, like you've got to have a sense of humor when you are like all, when you have Saturn up in your business all the time, it's like you got to laugh about it. You couldn't just be, you know, purely serious all the time. So I think that's true. Absolutely. And, you know, my daughter has Saturn in the third house and she's a deadly mm. serious person. I mean, this girl, serious as a heart attack, but she is so funny when she's not trying to be funny. Some of our favorite, <laughs> st- <laughs> some of our favorite stories, which I won't share here because she would be furious. She just does some things sometimes that are so bloody funny and we get such a kick out of it you know so um, she doesn't try to be funny she's serious business all the time but she's hilarious when she's being serious business so So let's talk about some of the big Saturn cycles that everyone needs to know and I think there's one that we really want to talk about because it also has a lot of fear when people know it's coming in their charts we're going to talk about the Saturn return So what do people need to know about it and how to ace it? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Wonderful questions. So, yeah, Saturn definitely has divides up our life in a lot of different ways. And, you know, like in terms of phases and eras and, you know, Saturn defines a lot of that. So being knowing like what phase you're in is super empowering because it really can help put things into context and, I think of Saturn return. So it's an interesting thing. I think when I the way I think of Saturn is that Saturn wants us to do the things that will allow us to mature mm-hmm. and learn and grow in the process. And so I think sometimes when people are like, well, what do I do to prepare for my Saturn return? What do I do to prepare? Which is totally valid. I was scared before my Saturn return too, and it's completely natural. But I also think there's an element of that that's trying to avoid the Saturn return, that's trying to avoid the lessons, because part of it's like, how can I prepare to sort of not feel it or Mm -hmm. make it not happen? And it's actually not necessary because the Saturn return isn't really scary. The way I think of the Saturn return is, well, one, it's when we come into adulthood from the perspective of astrology. So that's exciting. It's a rite of passage. It's an initiation. Sometimes initiations are challenging. They have their challenges. And the way I see it is that because Saturn's all about alignment, the Saturn return can kind of, there's obviously a million shades of gray, but the, if I had to make it black or white, this or this, this or that would say, if you're pretty in alignment with your path and who you are, your Saturn return's going to up-level you. You're, you know, you're going to kind of move up in your field or how people see you or your recognition or just kind of your personal circles. Like, it's kind of going to elevate you where then you come into this next level or this next layer of being that way. The same thing can happen after you go through the Saturn ascendant transit and Saturn goes all the way through your first house. And then you kind of notice people are like looking at you with more respect or like you have wisdom and it's like, oh, I'm starting to 
you know, kind of have this earned wisdom. So the Saturn return can do that. And then I think the reason some people fear it is because, yes, if we are out of alignment, then there can be some big changes that need to happen during the Saturn return. But the way I would look at that is, well, you know, this is the beginning of another 29-year cycle. It's like, you want to spend another 29 years out of alignment? You know, Mm -hmm. like meaning if Saturn doesn't come through to kind of be like, hey, this is a faulty foundation. Like, this isn't really working. Like, this is not authentic to you. Um, It's like, then what, you know, it's like, we could then we kind of have to, not that we can't affect change at any time. It's not so all or nothing. Um, but in this, you know, that like, if we don't do it during our Saturn return, we can never do it. But I feel like Saturn return, sometimes the, the pressure or strain we feel is like, it's a really strong nudge in a good direction. That's a lot about just like, be who you are, like mm-hmm. be on your path, like be learning your lessons. Like we can get super caught up in like all the potential lessons we could learn. But the truth is we have some specific ones that are just for us. And I think Saturn return kind of hammers that home where it's like, you got to pay attention to the stuff that you need to work on. Um, and so that can be kind of uncomfortable, but I think it can just serve such a great purpose. And that's why when you have, for example, the next Saturn square, so it's like you have, you have your Saturn return around age you know, 28 to 30, then you're going to like have your next Saturn square around age 35. That's why so often we're like reaping these great rewards and harvesting and like seeing things coming to fruition around that time because it's like all that hard work and all that reconfiguration um, starts to reap much more genuine and authentic rewards um, over time. You know, Saturn, it's not immediate. <laughs> That's the thing that we yep. also don't like about it. <laughs> it's not instant, but, but eventually we see the, the fruit. Yeah, for impatient people, they don't like hearing that. But you're you're totally right. The rewards come with the work and also the weight around it. So real quickly then, uh, we talked about the Saturn return, but what about just Saturn in general when it's going through, when it's transiting a house? What do you need to know, like, you know, if your Saturn is transiting, let's say, your ninth house, what do we need to know just about these these regular cycles? And we know Saturn will stay in a sign for about two and a half years. So when Saturn's in a particular house, what do you need to be doing or knowing? I look at it on the most basic level, like we're in that school, you know, so when Saturn comes to the seventh house where you're in relationship school, like what are your boundaries and relationships? What are you, what are your needs? You know, what kind of relationships do you actually want? Do you have relationships in your life that can like go the long haul? You know, it's like maybe if you don't, they might kind of um, dissolve at that time. But also ones that are solid and sturdy will get sturdier, right? So mm-hmm. we could, so then it's like, so yeah, so I kind of look at it as being in school. You know, when Saturn's going through your first house, you really are, you know, refining yourself in a sense. You're really going through um, a time of like refining and processing just like who you are, how you express. And then when it comes to the second, like, What's your relationship to money and your body and self-esteem? So it's like you're kind of in school for that thing. And I feel like on some level, why not just sort of surrender to that and do it? I think that helps. So it's like if we, when so if Saturn gets to a thing that we've always kind of avoided, like, oh, like I don't pay close attention to my finances. And then we have Saturn going through a money house. It's like 
it's such a great opportunity to be like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to work on that now. And we'll be rewarded for doing that. The experience of the transit, you know, will be much easier, much, much less harsh um, if we kind of are like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to like do my homework. And and that's really great advice. I actually, you know, I had Saturn in my second house. It's finally out after spending about three years there. Ah, wonderful. Yeah, one of my one of my friends said, "Oh, it looks like you're going to be broke." And I said, "No, no, 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 no. That's not how it works here. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I I like Saturn. So what I did is I set a goal, and my goal was mm. to become debt free and yeah. to get my mortgage paid off. And I I am. I almost have my mortgage paid off. It's going to be paid off 15 years early. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. You really are a Saturn expert. You do Saturn really well. And totally, absolutely, debt is, like, such a great topic in relation to Saturn, actually, because – and also something that's interesting is debt is a good example of something that's, like, time-based. Like, sometimes we feel overwhelmed by it because we can't do it all at once. Um, But what I always tell people is that – Saturn wants to know you have a plan. Yes. So it's not so much like if you can't pay off all your debt in those two years, like then Saturn, you know, then why bother? It's like, no, it's like if you have a plan, every time you write that check or every time that gets deducted from your bank account, it's kind of like an offering to Saturn. It's like you made the plan, you're doing the thing, and it will like energetically be super powerful. And I feel like I just love that. That's such a good use of Saturn in your second. And so amazing 15 years early. That's like very amazing. I did not mess around. I was serious. Every time Saturn enters a house, and I think this is really good advice for people, look at the house it's in, set a goal at the beginning of that transit. Totally. Map out a plan. You've got about three years to do it. And then keep working on it. You know, whether you're looking for self-improvement or like I did a financial goal, you know, look at where it's at, set your goal, and then knuckle down and let Saturn guide you into really uh, maxing it out and getting on top of your stuff. Mm, Absolutely. Definitely. And I, you know, I love Grant Louie, you know, a lot for thinking about, I just feel like, like, this guy gets Saturn, <laughs> you know, and it can be a little heavy sometimes, but I, I feel like it is a really good use. And, you know, there is an interesting perspective there too of Saturn going around our chart. And sometimes we're in a obscure phase or a new start or rising or consolidation. And there just are these kind of multiple layers of Saturn cycles that are happening. And it's not that we have to understand them all at once, but I do think when you go to an astrologer and they can kind of give you that perspective of which phase you're in, it can be super helpful because sometimes you're like, oh, this isn't actually the time where I'm going to be most seen, but it doesn't mean that my work's not paying off. You know, it's it's going to pay off when it gets, so it's like, it just can be so helpful, I think, to be aware of where Saturn is because sometimes we feel like I'm working and working and like, you know, where's the, where's the payoff, Um, but so often, like, there really is, and I think knowing everything you're saying about kind of, like, at the start, making a plan and, you know, knowing you can work with it, it's, like, that's just such a smart way to work with Saturn. Yeah, instead of treating Saturn like the astrology boogeyman, you Mm -hmm. know, befriend it. (laughs) That's what I like to think of, befriend it, because 
Sometimes, you know, I've always been a fan of monsters as a little girl. Sometimes the Mm. things that look the scariest are the things that are the most wonderful. So, and speaking of astrology and charts and all that stuff, if somebody wanted to get a reading with you, where can they find you, Emily? Uh, You can find me at thevoluptuouswitch.com. I love doing Saturn return readings or Saturn-related readings and just all readings in general. Um, I have a kind of range of topics that I work with. You can find me there. And if you want to see my daily posts on astrology about the transits um, or horoscopes for kind of some of the bigger, you know, celestial events, um, you can just follow me on Instagram, the, uh, the Voluptuous Witch. And that, those are the best places, I think. And they're great places to follow you, especially the Instagram feed. It's fantastic. So people get on Instagram and look for the Voluptuous Witch and tune into that regular wisdom because you're going to find it to be really helpful. So once again, uh, Emily, thank you so much for spending time with me today. Oh, it was wonderful to come on. It was, it was, this is such a great topic. I love it. And I love this show. So thanks for having me. Thank you. And that's a wrap people. And it's all for today's episode. And as a little reminder, if you are enjoying the show, please leave a positive review on iTunes because that is the best way to let people who are astrology curious discover the show. So I want to thank you so much uh, for tuning in. And a reminder for more fun stuff, you can head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You're going to find lots of resources about tarot, astrology, including free monthly forecasts and horoscopes and tons of other stuff. Again, that's thetarolady.com. I'll see you there. And I want to close off by saying this. No matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. If you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course because you're the boss and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.